Welcome to Real Life Mentoring, where we explore real life issues to help you make an authentic difference in the world. Hi, Chris and Christina here. We are real excited to talk to you today about experiencing God at Christmas. That may sound like, well, duh. Well, I think we don't have a tendency to experience God at Christmas. We experience a lot of things, but sometimes we don't experience God. So why on earth would we be talking about this on a mentoring podcast? As always, we talk about real life mentoring. We want to help you, (laughs) give you tools to focus in on, to strategize for your Christmas season. And the best practice that we've experienced for ourselves personally is the practice of Advent. We're going to talk about that. But why focus in? Why experience God at Christmas? Well, first of all, our first point, God's always with us. Chris, you want to take it from there? I just want to back up for a moment. Yeah. We can be very deliberate about things in life, like our jobs, our homes, sometimes relationships. I want to be very deliberate in my relationship with God during this season as well. Mm. I want to be very deliberate about Christmas and the things we do and don't do. Yeah. And so that's part of the reason we want to do this for you guys is to help you embrace, experience some really good things God would desire for you to have during this Christmas season. Yeah, right before, I guess after Thanksgiving, uh, the weather here in Oklahoma has been unseasonably warm. And I was kind of complaining, thinking, eh, it doesn't feel like Christmas. And I'm driving in the car, and I just heard the voice of the Holy Spirit said, it's a choice. And so I started thinking about, okay, I'm 55 years old. I maybe don't remember the first five Christmases on the planet Christmas only comes once a year. I'm making a choice to totally be engaged in this Christmas season. Because you only have so many more Christmases left. You only have so many. Yeah, thanks. That's depressing. That's a reality check, though. It really is. Right. So this year has been really unusual for me just by deciding I am going to be present. It doesn't mean I'm going to be fake. doesn't mean I'm going to not have struggles. But I'm choosing to be intentionally aware of the season. And that's exactly what we're talking about. So our first point is... Why experience or how do you experience God at Christmas? The first point is because God's always with us. And we have taken some some scripture from the Bible to remind us of that. So Genesis twenty eight sixteen says, Surely the Lord was in the place, and I wasn't even aware of it. I love that. Yeah, let me read it again. Surely the Lord was in this place, and I was not even aware of it. There's a dream of Jacob in the Old Testament, and he, he says this, he realizes this. And then in Hosea 6, 3, Oh, that we might know the Lord. Let us press on to know him. He will respond to us. Check this out. As they, he describes it this way, God will respond to us as we seek him out. As surely as the arriving of dawn and the rains come in early spring, He says, I want you to have a tangible representation that I want want you to experience me. Mm. And Joshua 1.9 always comes to my mind. Basically, I'm paraphrasing. It says this, don't be afraid. Don't be discouraged because I, the Lord, am always with you. Mm. And then I love the 23rd Psalm. You, You probably have seen it on posters, on greeting cards, different things. But take some time this Christmas season. Pull it up in the Old Testament, Psalm 23. It's about God being your shepherd and walking you through every single thing. Yeah, I love all of those. And I think they're maybe a little bit more obscure, especially the Genesis and Hosea passages. But those are just some great reminders that God is with us. We don't have to feel like he's with us. 
if we believe that scripture is the truth of God, then that's what we can choose to focus on. Okay, so how then do we focus? Those are some practicals. Look at those scriptures. But one of the areas that we have really found, I have found personally, we have done it, Chris, as our family, is to focus in on Advent. For the listener who's not sure what that means, unpack what Advent means. Well, I didn't know what it was until uh, probably a little over 20 years ago. Mm -hmm. And maybe you had mentioned it to me. But basically, it's um, you take these five candles, and each candle represents uh, a week. Mm -hmm. And the candles, if I can remember them, it's faith, hope, love. Do you know what the other one is? I don't know. See, so you guys can check that out. But Advent, they're basically five candles representing different things. It's the anticipation, the expectation of the coming of Christ. That's what Christmas is about. So the idea is this, you want to prepare yourself spiritually, mentally, emotionally, relationally to really experience Christmas. And that is the presence of God this year. Right. Just to circle back there on the Advent, um, it is a practice that I think the Catholic Church adopts, many Lutheran or other Protestant churches adopt, whether you'll see a wreath with four candles representing the Sundays in December. Each candle has a representation. So that's the practice literally of Advent. But Advent, the word itself means a preparation time, a waiting time. And so from that perspective is what we want to talk about today. And I want to say also, and we'll put it on the, the podcast information Christina has written, I think you wrote it a year ago Mm -hmm. and updated it this year, uh, an Advent guide. So if you would like a copy of that, please reach out to us. Yeah, we'll give you more information on that. So what keeps us from keeping our focus, from experiencing God during Christmas? There's all kinds of distractions. Chris, what are some of your personal distractions during the Christmas season? I actually wrote these things down this morning as I was going over day seven of the Advent guide that you had written. Okay. And I thought, Shameless plug. Yeah. <clears throat> well, what distracts me, and this is honesty, focus on myself. Okay. How do you focus on yourself during this time? Well, focusing on myself is healthy to a point. Yeah. But I, I get so caught up sometimes in my mind. Mm-hmm. What about this for Chris? What about this? And what about this? Mm-hmm. It's so much about Chris. And I would say most people who know me would not think that I'm selfish, uh-huh. but I can be just as selfish as the, as the next person. Mm-hmm. I need to be reminded, get my focus off of myself because guys, I'm a man. I have limitations. Yeah. And if my focus is purely on myself, uh, and that will include some of my problems. So some of the things that distract me, focusing on myself or my problems, uh, my own desires, busyness. Mm. And you were speaking into busyness earlier, Christina. What yeah. are some things that come to mind? Well, I think especially for moms, well, for everybody, there there is just a lot of activity during the Christmas season. I was talking to our oldest daughter, and she is now a foster mom of two. And each one has a party at school, and they're involved in a church. So they've got church parties, and they've got work-related parties and school parties. It's just, she said, Mom, we've got something going on every single Friday and Saturday leading up to Christmas. It's just a really busy time. What's ironic about that? They're all good things. I would say on, on the surface, but they distract well, if, us if we're from not God. Careful, yeah. We will we will totally miss, and I can speak from a personal example. I have missed experiencing the presence of God during the Christmas season because of good, well-meaning things and yeah. activities. Right. And we're not saying, hey, don't go to your Christmas party. Go to your Christmas party, but we're gonna give you some no, strategies ha- have, on how to be have focused. Some balance there. Yeah. Well, let, let's back up. 
guys, this this episode is really about caring about you guys experiencing the presence of God. Right. So we want to help you tangibly look at some things that you might want to change or need to change in order to do that. But some other distractions I think of, uh, Christina, uh-huh. are yeah. living in fear. Okay. When fear has my focus, I forget not only the presence of God, I forget about being around my family and the good thing engaging you guys. Well, I was on a call yesterday of leaders globally, and, and one of them said that <laughs> one of their struggles this time of the year is getting together with extended family that they only see once a year. And the person was actually dreading, fearful of what could potentially happen. So, I mean, if that's you, <laughs> you're not alone. Yeah. Yeah, you know, getting wound up inside your head and your emotions, your soul. Your soul is your mind, your will, your emotions. When our, our souls are not at rest, at at, at at peace. It robs us of our focus man, and, we, and, and we, experiencing God during and this go, season. I don't think I even experienced God at all. And some of you are yeah. probably listening to this and going, you know what? I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know that I've ever experienced the presence of God. Right. Guys, there's nothing more incredible than this, and we want to help you do that. Yeah. A couple other things I, I thought about that distract me. People pleasing. Ooh, okay. Because Give us an example. Well, if I care too much about what someone else thinks or to make them that I want them to feel good about a situation, mm-hmm. I'm going to put necess- or important things aside, possibly, like my time with God uh-huh. so that I can please them. I need them, them to be happy. Does yeah. that make sense? Well, I, I'm just trying to think of some practical for you, the listener, some people pleasing. I don't want to go to this party, but I'm going to go because I know so-and-so would be disappointed. Okay, I good point. don't exactly know what gift to give so-and-so, but I, I may need to go outside of my normal budget because I know they'll look down on me if I don't give. Those are some practical wow, things. That, yeah. that's, is that a friendship you're talking about? Uh, no. No, but... Yeah, don't judge my no, gift I'm, giving. I'm not like, wow, that you would. <laughs> no, and it's not me. I'm saying that has been me. I, I That's a very real example, okay, Chris it, Elledge. It is. It's not for you. It is. For the majority of people on the planet, even okay. a simple gift buying, there is some people pleasing going into that. Okay. Yeah. Um, and one last thing I wrote down was uh, what can distract me from experiencing the presence of God during this time and other times as well, mm-hmm. but my obsession with the past or the future. And what I mean by that, I'm so focused on something that maybe happened yesterday or even years ago, or I'm hoping and wishing for something in the future. Yeah. You know what I'm missing out on today? Right now. The present. And God is here in the present with me. Let's put a pin in that. Okay. Because Christmas tends to be very nostalgic, it is common for people to experience depression to experience because you're reflecting maybe on your childhood at Christmas, um, a certain song maybe triggers something, reach out to somebody. Christmas can be a very lonely and isolating time. Uh, Maybe you're finding yourself in a season like, gosh, I thought this would have happened by now. I thought this would have transpired. I thought this relationship would have been straightened out and it isn't. It's a natural time. Even those things not taken to a good God can really distract us from God. Yeah, we can find ourselves bitter, depressed, lonely. I don't think you said this, but think about uh, parents whose children are grown mm-hmm. and not living close to them. Yeah. They could reflect back on the good old days, which they were good for some. Go, man, I remember the Christmas when the kids were young and we were all together. Yeah. And now we can't be together. Right. That's a reality for so many people. Right. And that could actually be a real struggle 
and a source of depression for people. Right. So I just wanted to to speak about those things. I know I I get extremely nostalgic and probably 90% of that is sweetness. I do find myself being nostalgic, you know, the, the passing of my Marty. I pull out the things that she gave me and there is a touch of sadness there. I'm not going to lie. And so I think just addressing that with people, let's get it out there. Sometimes uh, this season can bring about some things that are difficult. And so just find somebody, reach out, talk to somebody. And if you're mentoring somebody, ask those questions. What is it during this season that sometimes causes you to be sad, depressed, lonely, whatever? So anyway. And again, we're talking about experiencing the presence of God right. during this time period at Christmas. And so if I'm, if I'm dealing with a something that makes me sad, guys, we can experience the presence of God in the middle of that. In that's the what middle of that's it, That's what exactly. we're trying to say. It's not either or. It's because of those struggles, those distractions, those issues, the crisis, whatever, that we need to prepare our heart for Christmas. So, Chris, you, you kind of talked about an exercise that is just so practical. You want to unpack that for well, us? If God is always with us, and the, those scriptures, you go back, and the, guys, there's so many more in, in the Word of God that tell you God is with you. I thought, well, what are some practical, tangible times that I've experienced the presence of God? Guys, I want to experience God every day, mm-hmm. but there's, but I, I've ignored him so many times, or I've gotten so distracted, I didn't hear him mm-hmm. or experience him. Mm-hmm. But there's been some d- deliberate times he said, Chris Elledge, I need you to listen to me, mm-hmm. okay? Mm-hmm. As your father... As my son, I need you to listen to me. So when we were in Austria learning German, I'd had a really rough day trying to learn the language. And I felt so, I I don't like this word, Mm -hmm. but I felt stupid. Mm -hmm. And I thought, I can't get this language. We didn't know anybody really in in the city yet. We were so new. I walked down to the subway and I wasn't with you that day. So Mm -hmm. I had no one that I knew with me. And I had my head down and I'm standing on the platform in the subway station waiting for the subway to come in, pick me up. That picture makes me sad. It makes me sad. Oh. No, it doesn't. I'm so thankful what God did with me. He, he made himself known to me so tangibly. Mm. And he, you know, God knows our personalities. Yeah. And he knows I need certain things to speak to me. Uh-huh. So the very thing that I was, str- I was struggling with and felt alone was <laughs> the on the German language. German language, yeah. So I'm standing wait in front of the track, waiting uh-huh. for the subway to come. And along uh, the, the wall are different advertisements. Right, posters. Okay? Mm-hmm. Posters. And I, I knelt, I bowed my head down, and I literally said, "God, I'm so alone, guys. I'm not making this up." I raised my head up, and there were several advertisements along the uh-huh. the platform. I happened to be standing in front of this one, mm. right in front of it, and it said in German, "Du bist nicht allein." You know what that means in English? You are not alone. Yeah. He literally said, Chris Elledge, in the German language, which I was struggling with, you are not alone. You mean God speaks German? God God can speak any language. I can't. I can barely speak English right now. But I needed that tangible Mm. evidence. I'm in the presence of God. Mm. Do you have one? I do. So just so if the listener is confused, because God is always with us, then... Go back to those times when you've experienced the presence of God. And you asked me that question earlier, and I had a wonderful experience this morning. But sometimes there are just some markers, like we we call them spiritual markers, times that really stand out. 
I remember probably one of the first times that I so clearly heard, not heard God, but I felt his presence. I was going through a class at the time, and one of the assignments that was given to us on Sunday was to choose an attribute of God that you maybe were not very uh, aware of. And so I went through the list, and the word sustainer, that God is our sustainer, really stuck out to me. And so I told the class, I want to learn God this week as sustainer. That was on Sunday and on Monday. My mom passed away. And the minute we got the call, come to the hospital, it's not looking good. That attribute, like, bing, 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 was like a flashing light on the dashboard of my soul. I am sustainer. I am sustainer. And that week, every time I thought the grief is too much or the details are too much, that light was like, bing, 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 bing. Remember, I am sustainer. Oh, I felt his presence so unique during that, uniquely during that time. Well, being reminded of some of these situations that we're, we have experienced the presence of God, mm-hmm. it stirs me to want to do an episode, Christina, just on experiencing the presence of God. Mm, yeah. There are so many that we've experienced over the years. I like this. Share another one. Okay, share another one. Yeah. Oh, you want me to? Or you, yeah, you, you, you. Okay. you. There, there are several, but God prepared me for my father's death. Mm. He died on a Saturday unexpectedly, and Tuesday before that, I'm sitting at my, my desk at my home there in Vienna, and he was back here in the U.S., and we had not communicated for several months, but I just began to process and think about when my dad would die, what it would be like, mm. would, I, would I be sad? And I say that because of a complicated relationship sure. for years. Uh, would, I, would I speak at his funeral? What would I say? Who mm. would be there? All of these things came to my mind. And this was the Tuesday before you found out Tuesday before I found out that he died. Mm-hmm. I began to just, I was processing all of these thoughts, and I, I even wept some, but I was in such peace, mm-hmm. and I finished. It was like, it wasn't a dream, because I was sitting at my desk. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. But it was like watching a movie. Uh-huh. And I finished, and I thought, well, God, what was that about? Mm-hmm. And then, what, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, four days later, mm-hmm. he passed away. So when I received the call that he had died unexpectedly, I knew, God, you told me that four Mm, days ago. His kindness. I was still sad, but at such peace. Guys, that's an example of experience the presence of God. Sometimes God will give you thoughts. Yeah. He will give you a storyline, and you want to pay attention to it. Yeah. I got another one. Okay. I was thinking a profound experience of the presence of God. Uh, I think we shared this um, in a previous podcast about when I passed out in Branson, I was unconscious. We didn't know what was going on. We thought I'd had a stroke. But when I was coming to, I'd passed out. I was kind of awakening, realizing I could not speak or I could not move my body. And I remember being afraid. And then I just felt the Holy Spirit say, I'm, I'm right here. So I was like, okay. And my first question was, am I dying? And so clearly I heard the Holy Spirit say, what have I already promised you? I I believe that I have had a promise that that God will see me live until I'm in my old age and that I will see many, many grandchildren. Well, I'm old, but I'm not that old. And at, the, at that time, I have no grandchildren. And I said, well, God, I'm not dying because these things have not come to pass. And he said, you're right. Just be at peace. So I couldn't talk. <laughs> I couldn't move. For the next three hours, that was my situation. But the peace and the presence of God was so 
tangible to me. I felt like he was right there with me the whole entire time. And wow, I, that was incredible. I just realized that these experiences we're talking about yes. came in difficult times. Well, that's a good point. Yeah. They don't always have to come in at a difficult point. They don't. I've I've experienced the sweetness of God in the middle of really incredibly wonderful things. But isn't that interesting that the times that stand out in a life well lived, when we look back, it's those times where they were really sad. Wow. I, I just am now <laughs> recognizing that. I do want to uh, clarify as well. You ended up being taken by ambulance to a local hospital yeah. and that I arrived there separately, but the lobby was so full of people who needed attention. Mm-hmm. And you were in this kind of a wheelchair that propped your head up as well because you couldn't hold your head up or speak. <laughs> and it was, I'm laughing because it was, it's, it was really oh. a scary yeah. experience. But I also... I first I thought, am I am I losing my wife? But then God gave me peace just to write it out. Mm-hmm. But you never uh, received medical attention. No. And after a couple of hours, we had people praying, guys, yeah. in different places. After a couple of hours, you said, "I think I'm good." You stood up. Mm-hmm. You were speaking normally, and you were able to walk. Yeah. And you walked. We walked we out. Received of, a miracle. We did. We yeah. we walked out of the hospital emergency. Lobby Checked ourselves out completely. That's a major expression. Of the presence of God. Well, since we're tra- talking about that, we've got a great friend, Holly, and she said, I'm so glad you didn't get medical attention. And I was like, what do you mean? She said, because then God gets all the credit for a miracle. Mm-hmm. And truly, okay. He did. Now, what, why are we sh- sharing all this? We don't want you to forfeit the experience of God or experiencing God at Christmas by allowing circumstances, people, tragedy, whatever, the busyness of life to distract you. And let's clarify. Yeah. Guys, we don't have this down 100%. No. Um, I have allowed to, honestly, I've allowed my life to be distracted, my mind, my will, my emotions, too many times at this time of year from experiencing the presence of God. Yeah. I'm so glad you said that. So the best thing we think you could receive this Christmas is to be very aware of the presence of God in your life. How do you do that? We've given you some examples. Read the scriptures, if you go back, the Hosea and Genesis. Start by the beginning of your day. Read Psalm 23. Read it as if it's true. I love that first verse in Psalm 23. Because the Lord is my shepherd, I have all that I need. Sometimes just reading that, God, I may not feel this way, but this is truth. Thank you for this. Boy, it can usher in the presence of God as you go through your day in a way you maybe have never experienced before. Some of you may not understand this, and that's okay. We want you to be able to at some point. Just as you would ask someone else to have a conversation with you and have a cup of coffee, you can begin your day by saying, God, I want you to reveal yourself to me. I need you. I need you <laughs> to, to reveal. Guys, God promises that he will do that. Yeah. But you want to have your heart and mind open yeah. and be be ready for some surprises. Yeah. He may he may blow you away in how he reveals himself or it could be something very simple. Yeah. But you can ask God, God please reveal yourself to me. He says he'll do that. That's the intent, right? For you the listener, we want you. We want ourselves <laughs> to experience God. At Christmas, we hope these have been practical things to give you some some tools to help you experience God. Chris, is there anything you want to say as we wrap up? 
No, and because it is, well, yes, other than the Christmas season, guys, this is actually kind of a jumping off point, maybe, Uh that you begin at this time of year to ask God to make himself, his presence known to you Mm. in tangible ways. But then you say, God, I want it in January. I want it in February. I want it that the whole year. I want it on a daily basis. Yeah. So that's our, our prayer for you. That's our goal, that you would begin now to experience God right in the middle of Christmas. As always, we want to thank you. We especially want to thank you um, with this episode and wish you a really aware Christmas. Aware Christmas? Aware Christmas. The the feeling of being aware. Of the presence of God. Christmas, of being, uh, yeah, of the presence of God. We refer to uh, an Advent book. I have written an Advent book, and if you would like to receive that, just send us a message, contact us. It's uh, in digital format for a small donation. We'd be happy to send that to you. Um, It's just a way, a practical way that you can prepare your heart for Christmas. It's a 24-day journey. It starts with an introduction of why you need to prepare each day. There's a small segment with a little practical tool for you to do that will help you prepare your heart for Christmas. So anything else, Chris, that we need to wrap this, up with? If you want to reach out, you can reach out to uh, FahrenheitMentoring.org. Right. And you'll, you'll see... A contact you can, us tab? You can, yeah, contact us tab. As always, recommend us to friends and family. Leave us a review. Follow us on social media. And if you would like to give a year-end contribution, we would really appreciate that. All of your support helps us produce quality programming. So... We do wish you a very Merry Christmas. May your Christmas this year be filled with a new experience of the presence of Christ. Mm